Welcome to the Creating Your Unlimited Journey podcast. I am your host and purpose career coach, Michelle Glover. Imagine how you could feel if every day you walked into work, you felt like you were walking in your purpose. That is what I call professional peace. Join me as I talk with leaders and they share their authentic journeys of purpose discovery and how they found professional peace in corporate America. Your journey to a purposeful career transformation starts now. Welcome to today's episode of the Creating Your Unlimited Journey podcast, where today I'm joined by special guest Ayana Nathan, who is the director of the healthcare vertical markets for Siemens Smart Infrastructure. Ayana is responsible for developing and implementing the healthcare services and solutions strategy for her organization. She leads a team of business developers, marketing and communications managers, and portfolio management to develop and grow the Siemens Smart Healthcare Strategy. I can tell you, Ayana is not only a smart, driven, beautiful woman, but she is also a woman committed to doing the work that God has called her to do. I can tell you she operates from her authentic self and leads with love. So tune in to this conversation where you will learn how to lead with love in the workplace. Enjoy the show. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Creating Your Unlimited Journey podcast. I am so excited to have the amazing Ayana Nathan here today, who is the head of healthcare vertical markets for her organization. So Ayana, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. It's an honor to be here, actually. Well, I am so blessed to have you. And when I say head, I mean, she is the director. So this woman is killing it in the game. So tell us, Ayana, a little bit about you and your career. Yeah. So quick intro on myself. Born and raised in the city of Sanford, Sanford, Florida. I don't know if people have ever heard of it. It's between Daytona and Orlando. I've been born and raised there. My family's still there. My parents, my siblings are here in Atlanta with me. I live in Atlanta area. Went to the University of Florida. I got my double E degree, electrical engineering degree from the University of Florida. Eventually took on a job with Siemens here in the U.S. And now Siemens Smart Infrastructure, that is the the division that I work for. And I also got an MBA too, you know, while I was at, I was like kind of bored at the beginning of my career. So I decided to to get an MBA from DeVries Keller Graduate Management uh, School. And then things started changing from there. You know, I've been with the company now for 21 years, just celebrated on June 11th, 21 years. Congratulations. Yes. So, so excited about that. And, you know, it's been a a journey for me. I started out in sales as a trainee and took on a lot of different roles from a sales perspective, working with IT, the business units, working with people all across the organization. And that kind of plateaued me into taking a consulting role with Siemens. And so I consulted for just about every business that Siemens had operating across the country and then also in different parts of the world. So that's where I got my global exposure from. And then finally, I decided I didn't want to do consulting forever. I did it for seven years. And then I came back into the business, um, into our organization today, which is Smart Infrastructure, Siemens Smart Infrastructure. Took on a couple of sales roles and a little sidestep out of consulting. But very shortly afterwards, I came into the director role for our healthcare vertical market lead. Wow. 
That is amazing. And I love your story. I love your journey. I love how you have done a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And so when we say that you are the director, and I'm like, you better do it, of healthcare vertical markets, tell us a little bit about what that means. So to understand what the vertical markets is, it might be different for every company. But when you hear vertical market instead of just market, a lot of times companies will sell their products or services and they can be sold in just about in any different market. You know, it, it, for us, from an infrastructure perspective, we focus on buildings. Our products and services are all around buildings, power generation, uh, or power distribution, sorry, building automation. So everything you see on the walls, in the walls that make a building work, power it, light it, secure it, make sure it stays powered and gets mm-hmm. powered, make sure the HVAC systems are working and lighting systems. All of that type of product and, and services that exist, people don't know about. They rely on those every single day right. into every building they go into, no matter whether it's a federal building, a hospital, a data center. Those are the type of products we make, but we sell them into multiple verticals. And so I head up the healthcare vertical. So my focus is any type of healthcare facility that's out there, hospital, um, medical office building, urgent care facilities. Um, assisted living facilities, any type of facility, we're going to try to put our infrastructure products into that building. Wow. And that I, is... I laid a team for that. <laughs> that is amazing. And kudos to you. And I love when you talked about your journey and just being in different fields. What makes your heart sing? Hmm. What makes my heart sing is when I can help others. I know it sounds like all kumbaya but that's, right. that's kind of where my family is. We're always helping people. So whether I'm at work, I'm at church, it doesn't matter if I'm in my family, my friends, relationships, I'm always trying to help. Sometimes right. I try to help too much, right? You know, there's a mm-hmm. there's a balance to be had even in helping people, but that's what makes my heart sing. So helping people, but then seeing that it did help, seeing that it did make a difference. I just feel good. I, I feel good. Right. <laughs> and I think that's important. You know, when we talk about one of the things as a coach, I always tell people is what is your passion and ways to define your passion or thinking about what really fuels you, what makes your heart sing, what brings you that professional joy. And I, as Ayana talks about helping people, I mean, she's doing that in every sense of what she does from leading a team to even in her role as the director of healthcare vertical markets and what she does as an end product to the customer. So that thread of helping people is evident in all that she does. And so I encourage you listening today to think about those things that make your heart sing, that bring you professional joy, that you can do that and find ways to do that in everything that you do. As we talk about this journey of purpose, I share is so important for us to understand what our purpose is and how we work it in corporate America. So tell us about your journey to purpose discovery. How did you find it? Gosh, you know, one thing that was constant, like I said, I always wanted to be a help. I I have a heart of service and, you know, whatever I put my hands to, it needs to be done in excellence and to the liking of whoever's requested it. So that's the one thing that was constant, no matter what I did. Now, when it comes to the roles I took throughout corporate, I didn't design any of that. I didn't seek out for any of it. To be honest, I kind of got tapped for all of it. So Mm. it really was not 
something that I plan to be where I am today in this director role. Yeah, of course, people want to be director. People want to be VP. I didn't. Yeah. But of what? (laughs) And that was never people always ask, what do you want to do in the next five years? I don't know. It depends on what's available. So what happened to me is opportunities were presented to me that fit. They just fit what I was doing. And it was really always based off of what I had done. So once people observe what I did, Hey, you're good at this. Yeah. You like doing this. Yeah. Would you consider this? That's how that conversation always happened. I love that you got tapped. I mean, you were based on your performance, based on what you were doing. People saw something in you to elevate you. And you shared this when we talked earlier about your gifts making room for you. Tell us more about what that means for you. That's exactly what it was. I mean, You have to just, one thing about it is integrity in your work, integrity in your character and all this type of stuff. When you apply all of that to your work, your day-to-day work, and we're talking about Mm -hmm. professional side here, Mm -hmm. that pays off. That's where you build a reputation. That's where people know you for what you're good at. And then they start thinking about, she might not have done this, but she's so good at this. I know what this requires and I know she'll be able to do that. And I think that's where the gift makes room for you. So my gift in the sense was not so much the roles that I had. My gift was the gift of helping and service and all of that. That gift applied to my work. That Mm -hmm. gift of making sure my work was always done in excellence. That applied to my work. That made room for other opportunities in my career. And I could not have written a script the way my 21 Right. I wouldn't have written it that way. I, I guarantee you I would have written in a different way. <laughs> and that is so good. I mean, I and I share with people, you know, kind of have an idea for the vision of your life. You know, what is it that you want in terms of, you know, I say 30,000 feet, yes. but the path in the journey to get there, be yeah. open. Because if you are rigid, you will miss opportunities that God is placing in front of you because you have it in your mind how it should be. So Ayana is saying, I know my gifts. I know my superpower. I knew what I wanted. And then I performed. And then those opportunities, I was tapped on the shoulder to get. So, oh, that was so good. Yes. That's As it. I always tell people, <laughs> take notes, y'all. Take notes. Write this down because she is sharing wisdom and gems that are going to help you on your own journey to living a purpose aligned career. So, yeah. One of the things I I like to talk about, those anchoring points, as we are discovering our purpose and figuring it out, one of those things, the things that we need are those anchors that guide and direct us that we stay true to. So what Mm -hmm. are those anchoring things for you? Okay. I have no shame when I say my anchor is my faith. Mm. Preach. (laughs) Preach. It's my faith. It's my relationship in God. Not so much that it's been awesome my entire life. It's the one constant that I can come back to. And when I'm doing good, it shows. When I'm doing bad, that faith, my relationship with God, it's what helps get me back on the right track. When I'm unsure of how to do things, and that is a lot of times people don't realize that I'm unsure Mm. a lot of times how to do things. You know, he makes me look good. You know, God makes Mm -hmm. me good in these situations. So that is my anchor is that I come back to my center point is my faith. It's it's uh, the character that I'm to portray because of my faith. It's the the person that my parents have raised me to be, you know, our our family, you know, characteristics. 
All of that stuff is what anchors me. Family is important. My relationship with God is important. My reputation, people be like, you don't care about, you know, people always saying, you don't care, but you shouldn't care what people, sometimes you should. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you yeah. should be. That could either make or break an opportunity for you based on, you know, what people think about you. So I put my best foot forward out there and that's it. But that is my my center. My center is my faith. And one of the things you shared, I want to give, give, give people some of those tangible tools. You said relationship and you should care. How do you find out what people think about you? How do you find what your reputation is? Huh. I don't find it. It comes, I, I hear of it. That's a better way for me to phrase it. I hear of it because a lot of what I, I give out, if you give out goodness, there's a principle that works, okay? Whatever you give out, you get back at the end of the day, right? If the yes. golden you want to others as you'd have them do unto you. Does it happen a hundred percent of the time? No, but I treat people with respect. I treat people with love, even though they may not even recognize it as love, it's coming from a place of love. So then it comes back to me and I'll hear, oh, they speak so highly of you. Oh, everybody's been talking about you. That's only because what I've given out has been consistent. It's cooperated by multiple people. And and if it's positive and people like it and it helps them, and then word spreads on its own and then you, Mm. it comes back to you. So I don't really proactively find out. I just happen to hear what people think about me. And the majority of it is positive. Of course, people who don't like me, that's all of us do, right? Right. But that's such a small percentage compared to those who think of me in high regards. And it's because of what I give them. That's only a reflection of what I give them most times. And I love that. And one of the articles I really just read was about like being liked is like the new toxic company culture, right? Because sometimes we can focus so much on people liking us and doing things, but not necessarily respecting us because we're going with the flow and going with the popular decision because we want people to like us and not giving constructive feedback because we want people to like us. Versus when we're respected, it's I can go against the grain to give to make an unpopular decision based on, you know, business or I can give critical feedback that may be tough to hear, but it overall helps people in their overall development. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot there. There's a lot in that because it's in how you deliver it. You don't Mm -hmm. have to agree with someone's lifestyle, with someone's approach to doing things, but you have to show them that. I respect you as an individual. I'm not going to look down. I'm not going to judge you. I will respectfully disagree or, you know, I want you to hear where I'm coming from. And it is different, but it's okay. I think when people take the tension out of our differences and out of the different places that we come from, we have a different perspective. Take the tension out of that and just recognize it as a difference and still treat the person as a human being who's decent. That is if they're decent. If they're not, right. decent, you might want to deal, you know, deal separately. But if people are decent overall in general, treat them like a decent human being. And I think that's mm-hmm. where people can respect you because they're like, OK, well, you know, I respect her because she's true to who she is and she speaks her mind and she does it in a way that's not disrespectful. Mm, love it. And and this is. I'm going to give a a nugget and then I'm going to ask a question because one of the things you talked about and some people may say, how do I find out about, you know, what people think of me and my reputation? And I honestly saying, listen, listen to what people are saying, listen to how they respond to you, because that will give you clues and nuggets on what your reputation is. And the other thing that you shared that I want to move to then 
you talk about our differences. And I know being an African-American woman in, in a senior executive role, there's got to be uh, times where you're in rooms where very few people look like you. Right. <laughs> you say got to so, be times? You mean just still our times? <laughs> it's all the time. And, and it's I say time. few people. Are there, are there probably not many people look like you in the rooms that you're in. No, um, I mean, that's... That's like a common thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, the question is, how have you stayed true to who you are in your voice in environments where you may feel externally different from everyone in the room? How do I stay true to it? Uh, By nature, I don't like to jump to sides. I I don't like to jump one side versus the other until I know the full story. That probably got honed, you know, part engineer in me, (laughs) part the consultant, because consultants love to have all the information before they make an assessment. Well, that same thing, that's kind of become a natural tendency. So a part of me has always been inquisitive about the other side of not being Black. And then because I've had such a rich upbringing, I was, you know, raised in a Black church, raised in a Black family. I love being Black. You know, we're just... (laughs) We're just a great, beautiful people and we're funny and there's so much to embrace there. I would never want to kind of, I would never not want to be black. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but then the part of me that's curious, it made me want to step out of what I'm familiar and comfortable with, which is my black culture and try to understand that culture, try to understand the things that are important to them, the topics that they're aware of, that what, what do they sit around the table and talk about? What the five or 10 minutes before the meeting starts, what's that conversation like? How can I engage more in that? And so my natural inquisitiveness to diversity and understanding different people, whites, Mm -hmm. Indians, Asians, Latinos, I I have that natural inquisitiveness. I want to know what it's like on the other side. So I have a little bit of a, because of that, I'm not afraid to start conversations with different people. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of times people will say about me and my family, we know no strangers. And and I think that helps to aid in taking a little bit of pressure off of being the only Black person here too. It doesn't matter that you're the only Black person here. Go find out who else is here. What type of character am I dealing with? And what type of cultures am I dealing with? And how can I kind of get on the same page as them? So they don't feel so intimidated, you know, because sometimes, you know, it's unfortunate. There's a stereotype, you know, black people are angry, you know, all this, you know, kind of really strong willed and strong personality. I think they need to see another side. So I'm happy to show who I am. Um, right. I think I represent the black culture in a fairly decent way. And mm-hmm. I also want to know who they are. So that's mm-hmm. you know, my natural inquisitiveness the diversity, you know, curiosity, that's how I deal with it. And that's so important for us to get to know people as people and understanding. And I love how you talk about finding those commonalities. What do you share? Because if we focus on differences, we're always going to be different. Always. If you focus on those things that align, those things that connect you, then you can build relationships where they see, where everyone sees beyond the exterior and they get to know who you are as a person. Love, love, love. That's actually, I, I honestly believe it's, it also parlayed me into an additional role I currently have now at Siemens Smart Infrastructure, where I'm the, the DEI lead for our company. It's a temporary assignment, but 
I believe it's because I've taken that approach with so many of the business leaders from the CEO down. And so when presented with the opportunity to, to kind of lead that effort and help us take our DEI efforts from one level that we're at to the next, the maturity model, I was like, why not? I mean, this fits naturally with who I am. So I think because of that, it's opened up even another opportunity for Wow. So diversity, equity, and inclusion officer, she is doing so much. And again, I love how with the person who got their electrical engineering degree, uh, her her master's, would she think, I want to be the diversity, equity, and inclusion officer for this I wouldn't organization. have written it in. I would not have written it in. <laughs> right. But they, but they all thread into the why. So as we start to talk about your legacy and impact in the why of Ayana, What do you want to leave behind as your professional legacy? There are three things that probably come top. And I mean, like there, I want to leave behind impact. I'd say everything really falls under that impact. The legacy needs to be wherever she was, she made an impact when I was at my church. I want them to be, hey, she made an impact. In my family, obviously, at work, she made an impact. And I want, and I'm not saying, oh, she made an impact. She did good work meaning it's lasting. You can see the results of my efforts years down the line. Will people, everyone who benefits from them know that it came from me? It's irrelevant. No, it doesn't matter. I just want to know I did it. Yes. That's the legacy. I love it. I love it. And kind of going, and this is, you know, for those tuning in, how I conclude all the interviews is understanding people's why that I think there is like this thread And everything that we do in life, whether it's personal, whether it's professional, it aligns with that thread of our why. And I share with people, if you don't know your why, then you can get easily distracted by the different what's that happen in life. So, Ayana, when you think of your why, that thread, that needle that threads all that you do, what is your why? My why. So I've said everything, you know, the legacy was the impact. But I'd say my why is because at the end of the day, I love giving and service. Those are my pillars. It's I'm wired for those three things. Uh, Do I do them perfectly every day? No, but those are the things I focus on the most when I'm engaging with any individual. Love, giving, and service. And that is, I believe that is why God made me because there are certain people he puts certain gifts in. And he puts certain mixtures, combinations of character and traits. And I think those three things I have an abundance of and I have to work on balancing them. But that's what emanates from me the most is I want people to feel love. I want people to know I'm here to help and give. And I want people to know that I'm here to serve. I don't care if I get the title of CEO. I will still be a servant leader in more ways than one. I'm always a big proponent of, yes, you know, you can lead, you can direct people, but you still should have a heart of service at the end of the day. It should be the core of what you're, what's driving what you do. So I would say those three things are my why. When you put them together, they are what enable me to, to enact that legacy of impact, you know, showing love, giving to people, being of service to people. That's who I am. That's not going to I love that. I love that. And one of the things I want to operationalize love because people may think, how do I love in the workplace? Like I get home, I get church, I get these volunteer organizations that I'm a part of. But how do you exhibit love in the workplace? 
Well, okay. I have to speak from faith uh, on my, my, mm-hmm. my stance of faith. I love God and I love people. Now, I believe God created humans. Mm-hmm. So there's an instruction in the Bible to love thy neighbor as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. So I love his creation. Does that mean my love is based on a relationship where I've cultivated it and I know him well and it's a mm-hmm. give and take? You know, no, but I love people. So at the end of the day, no matter what the makeup, the background, my love for people is what's going to show. I don't have to know you to love you, but in order to be a Christian, in order to be a child of God, I have to show love whenever I engage, even when I'm angry, I have to do it in a way that still shows love, you know, at the end of the day, when I'm happy, sad, I still have to show love. So that's, that applies to even my coworkers and my counterparts in my profession. No matter what differences we have, you're going to see love at the end of the day. I love that. <laughs> I love the response because oftentimes there's a disconnect in we think we have to be one way at work and one way at home and one way at church. And it's like the same way that you show up needs to be consistent across all three platforms. And you know me, I'm going to give you some tips is to do your own assessment. Are people seeing the same you in these different environments? And if they're not, then it's an opportunity to make some adjustments. So I love uh, Ayana and sharing her why. That nugget that you just shared, really, I don't know if people realize it, but it speaks to your level of authenticity and how consistent you are being authentic. You're being, you hear, be your true self, be unapologetically you. You know, if you're different in one place as opposed to another, of course, I'm more corporate when I'm at work mm-hmm. than I am in the church, you know, or than mm-hmm. I am, well, my family will say I'm corporate with them too, but, um, you know, <laughs> but gotta love but it, gotta still, love it. Yeah. But still at the end of the day, the love that I show for people and how I serve and how I work and how I execute things, that's consistent. The respect that I show people, if I'm sharp and edgy and I think I kind of sounded really rough with someone, I'm going to go back and correct that at work the same way I would go back and correct it with my family. That's the consistency that you're talking about. And I think people need to to recognize that. Be authentic 100% of the time. Yes. And because if you are not, it will weigh you down. It will weigh you down in how you show up. So great nuggets from Ayana. Love, 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 love her. Love this interview. Love what she's sharing because there's so many nuggets and gems that can help on your journey to purpose, to professional alignment. Ayana, if you had to give a hashtag to your journey, a purpose to profession alignment, what would that hashtag be? It's going to sound corny to some but I'm being true to me. So I will You are being authentically you. So we will receive it. (laughs) I don't Yeah, everybody's gonna be like, you could have came up with something better, but my hashtag would be hashtag love wins. I love it. Love wins. Love wins. Perfect, perfect way to wrap up this episode with Ayana Nathan, who is an amazing leader, an amazing person who shows up authentically in every environment. So if you are not following Ayana on LinkedIn, you can follow her, Ayana Nathan, because we know that the sky, and I say the sky is not the limit. The sky is the baseline. And we know that her career 
right? Uh, her career is only going to go higher and higher. So, so thankful for her for sharing with us today. And I pray that you were blessed by all that she has poured into you today. Uh, I will share this as we wrap up. Make sure that you stay tuned for other episodes of the Creating Your Unlimited Journey podcast, where it's all about giving you tips, ideas, and inspiration for living a purposed aligned career, because you are purposed to be powerful. And let's leverage that in the workplace. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Creating Your Unlimited Journey podcast. I pray that you are blessed and enriched by today's content. I pray that you choose to walk purposeful and powerful in your career journey. If this message resonated with you, please subscribe to the podcast. And for more resources on how I can support your career journey, please visit journeyunlimited.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and bye for now.